0: Section 1 of Once a Week by A. A. Milne. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kirsten Weber. Dedication and Chapter 1 The Air, Part 1. Dedication. To my collaborator, buys the ink and paper, laughs, and, in fact, does all the really difficult part of the business, this book is gratefully dedicated in memory of A Winter's Morning in Switzerland. CHAPTER One, THE AIR He introduces himself. In less refined circles than ours, I said to Myra, your behavior would be described as swank. Really, to judge from the airs you put on, you might be the child's mother. He's jealous because he's not an aunt himself, isn't he, Duxie darling? I do wish you wouldn't keep dragging the baby into the conversation. We can make it go quite well as a duologue. As to being jealous, why, it's absurd. "'True, I'm not an aunt, but in a very short time I shall be an uncle by marriage, which sounds to me much superior. That is,' I added, "'if you're still equal to it.'" Myra blew me a kiss over the cradle. "'Another thing you've forgotten,' I went on, "'is that I'm down for a place as a godfather.'" "'Archie tells me that it isn't settled yet, "'but that there's a good deal of talk about it in the clubs. "'Who's the other going to be? "'Not Thomas, I suppose. "'That would be making the thing rather a farce.' "'Hasn't Dahlia broken it to you?' said Myra anxiously. "'Simpson?' I asked, in an awed whisper. "'Myra nodded. "'And, of course, Thomas,' she said heavens, not three of us. What a jolly crowd we shall be. Thomas can play our best ball. We might, but of course there are only going to be two godfathers, she said, and leant over the cradle again. I held up my three end fingers. Thomas, I said, pointing to the smallest. Me, I explained, pointing to the next. And Simpson, the tall gentleman in glasses, one, two, three. Oh, baby, sighed Myra, what a very slow uncle by marriage you're going to have. I stood and gazed at my three fingers for some time. I've got it, I said at last, and I pulled down the middle one. The rumor in the clubs was unauthorized. I don't get a place after all. "'Don't say you mind,' pleaded Myra. "'You see, Dahlia thought that, "'as you were practically one of the family already, "'an uncle-elect by marriage, "'and as she didn't want to choose between Thomas and Samuel, "'Say no more. "'I was only afraid that she might have something against my moral character. "'Child,' I went on, rising and addressing the unresponsive infant, "'England has lost a godfather this day, but the world has gained a—a what? "'I don't know. "'I want my tea.' "'Myra gave the baby a last kiss and got up. "'Can I trust him with you while I go and see about Dahlia?' "'I'm not sure. "'It depends how I feel. "'I may change him with some poor baby in the village. "'Run away, aunt, and leave us men to ourselves.' We have several matters to discuss. When the child and I were alone together, I knelt by his cradle and surveyed his features earnestly. I wanted to see what it was he had to offer Myra which I could not give her. This, I said to myself, is the face which has come between her and me, for it was unfortunately true that I could no longer claim Myra's undivided attention. But the more I looked at him, the more mysterious the whole thing became to me. Not a bad kid, said a voice behind me. I turned and saw Archie. Yours, I believe, I said, and I waved him to the cradle. Archie bent down and tickled the baby's chin, making appropriate noises the while, one of the things a father has to learn to do. Who do you think he's like? he asked proudly. "'The late Mr. Gladstone,' I said, after deep thought. "'Wrong. "'Hello, here's Dahlia coming out. "'I hope, for your sake, that the baby's all right. "'If she finds he's caught measles or anything, you'll get into trouble.' "'By a stroke of bad luck, the child began to cry as soon as he saw the ladies. "'Myra rushed up to him. "'Poor little darling,' she said soothingly. "'Did his uncle by marriage frighten him, then?' "'Don't listen to her, Dahlia,' I said. "'I haven't done anything to him. "'We were chatting together quite amicably "'until he suddenly caught sight of Myra and burst into tears. "'He's got a little pain,' said Dahlia, gently taking him up and patting him. "'I think the trouble is mental,' suggested Archie. "'He looks to me as if he had something on his conscience. "'Did he say anything to you about it when you were alone?' He didn't say much, I confessed, but he seemed to be keeping something back. I think he wants a bit of a run, really. Poor little lamb, said Dahlia. There, he's better now, thank you. She looked up at Archie and me. I don't believe you two love him a bit. Archie smiled at his wife and went over to the tea-table to pour out. I sat on the grass and tried to analyze my feelings to my nephew by marriage. As an acquaintance, I said, he is charming. I know no one who is better company. If I cannot speak of his more solid qualities, it is only because I do not know him well enough. But to say whether I love him or not is difficult. I could tell you better after our first quarrel. However, there is one thing I must confess. I am rather jealous of him. You envy his life of idleness? No, I envy him the amount of attention he gets from Myra. The love she wastes on him, which might be better employed on me, is a heartrending thing to witness. As her betrothed, I should expect to occupy the premier place in her affections, but, really, I sometimes think that if the baby and I both fell into the sea— "'She would jump in and save the baby first. "'Don't talk about his falling into the sea,' said Dahlia with a shudder. "'I can't bear it.' "'I think it will be all right,' said Archie. "'I was touching wood all the time.' "'What a silly godfather he nearly had,' whispered Myra at the cradle. "'It quite makes you smile, doesn't it, baby? "'Oh, Dahlia, he's just like Archie when he smiles.' "'Oh, yes, he's the living image of Archie,' said Dahlia, confidently. "'I looked closely at Archie, and then at the baby. "'I should always know them apart,' I said at last. "'That,' and I pointed to the one at the tea-table, "'is Archie. "'And this,' and I pointed to the one in the cradle, "'is the baby. "'But then I've such a wonderful memory for faces.' "'Baby!' Said Myra. I'm afraid you're going to know some very foolish people. He meets his godfathers. Thomas and Simpson arrived by the twelve thirty train, and Myra and I drove down in the wagonette to meet them. Myra handled the ribbons, handled the ribbons, we must have that again while I sat on the box seat and pointed out any traction engines and things in the road. I am very good at this. I suppose, I said, there will be some sort of ceremony at the station. The station master will read an address while his little daughter presents a bouquet of flowers. You don't often get two godfathers traveling by the same train. Look out, I said, as we swung round a corner. There's an ant coming. What did you say? I'm so sorry, but I listen awfully badly when I'm driving. As soon as I hit upon anything really good, I'll write it down. So far, I have been throwing off the merest trifles. When we are married, Myra... Go on, I love that. When we are married, we shan't be able to afford horses, so we'll keep a couple of bicycles, and you'll be able to hear everything I say. How jolly for you. "'All right,' said Myra, quietly. There was no formal ceremony on the platform, but I did not seem to feel the want of it when I saw Simpson stepping from the train with an enormous teddy bear under his arm. "'Hello, dear old chap,' he said. "'Here we are. You're looking at my bear. I quite forgot it until I'd strapped up my bags, so I had to bring it like this. It squeaks.' "'he added, as if that explained it. "'Listen,' and the piercing roar of the bear "'resounded through the station. "'Very fine. "'Hello, Thomas.' "'Hello,' said Thomas, and went to look after his luggage. "'I hope he'll like it,' Simpson went on. "'Its legs move up and down.' "'He put them into several positions, and then it squeaked again. "'Jolly, isn't it?' "'Ripping,' I agreed. "'Who's it for?' "'He looked at me in astonishment for a moment. "'My dear old chap, for the baby! "'Oh, I see. That's awfully nice of you. He'll love it. "'I wondered if Simpson had ever seen a month-old baby. "'What's its name?' "'I've been calling it Duncan in the train, "'but of course he will want to choose his own name for it. "'Well, you must talk it over with him tonight "'after the ladies have gone to bed.' "'How about your luggage? We mustn't keep Myra waiting.' "'Hello, Thomas,' said Myra, as we came out. "'Hello. Hello, Samuel. Hooray!' "'Hello, Myra,' said Thomas. All right. "'Myra, this is Duncan,' said Simpson, and the shrill roar of the bear rang out once more. Myra, her mouth firm but smiles in her eyes, looked down lovingly at him. "'Sometimes I think that she would like to be Simpson's mother. "'Perhaps when we are married we might adopt him.' "'For baby,' she said, stroking it with her whip. "'But he won't be allowed to take it into church with him, you know. "'No, Thomas, I won't have the luggage next to me. "'I want someone to talk to. "'You come.' "'Inside the wagonette Simpson squeaked his bear at intervals.' while I tried to prepare him for his coming introduction to his godson. Having known the baby for nearly a week, and being to some extent in Myra's confidence, I felt quite the family man besides Simpson. "'You must try not to be disappointed with his looks,' I said. "'Anyway, don't let Dahlia think you are. And if you want to do the right thing, say that he's just like Archie.' "'Archie doesn't mind this, for some reason. "'Is he tall for his age?' "'Samuel, pull yourself together. "'He isn't tall at all. "'If he is anything, he is long. "'But how long, only those can say, "'who have seen him in his bath. "'You do realize that he is only a month old?' "'My dear boy, of course one can't expect much from him. "'I suppose he isn't even toddling about yet?' No, no, not actually toddling. Well, we can teach him later on, and I'm going to have a lot of fun with him. I shall show him my watch. Babies always love that. There was a sudden laugh from the front, which changed just a little too late into a cough. The fact is, I had bet Myra a new golf ball that Simpson would show the baby his watch within two minutes of meeting him. Of course, it wasn't a certainty yet, but I thought there would be no harm in mentioning the make of ball I preferred, so I changed the conversation subtly to golf. Amidst the loud roars from the bear, we drove up to the house and were greeted by Archie. "'Hello, Thomas. How are you? Hello, Simpson. Good heavens! I know that face. Introduce me, Samuel.' "'This is Duncan.' I brought him down for your boy to play with. Duncan, of course. The boy will love it. He's tired of me already. He proposes to meet his godfathers at 4 p.m. precisely, so you'll have nearly three hours to think of something genial to say to him. We spent the last of the three hours playing tennis, and at 4 p.m. precisely, the introduction took place. By great good luck, Duncan was absent. Simpson would have wasted his whole two minutes in making it squeak. "'Baby,' said Dahlia, "'this is your Uncle Thomas.' "'Hello,' said Thomas, gently kissing the baby's hand. "'Good old boy.' And then he felt for his pipe. "'Baby,' said Dahlia, "'this is your Uncle Samuel.' As he leant over the child, I whipped out my watch and murmured, Go. Four hours, one minute, and twenty-five seconds. I wished Myra had not taken my two minutes so literally, but I felt that the golf ball was safe. Simpson looked at the baby as if fascinated, and the baby stared back at him. It was a new experience for both of them. "'He's just like Archie,' he said at last, remembering my advice. "'Only smaller,' he added. Four hours, two minutes, seven seconds. "'I can see you, baby,' he said. "'Goo-goo!' Myra came and rested her chin on my shoulder. Silently, I pointed to the finishing place on my watch, and she gave a little gurgle of excitement. There was only one minute left.' "'I wonder what you're thinking about,' said Simpson to the baby. "'It is my glasses you want to play with?' "'Help!' I murmured. "'This will never do.' "'He just looks and looks. "'Ah, but his Uncle Samuel knows what baby wants to see.' "'I squeezed Myra's arm. Four hours, three minutes, ten seconds. "'There was just time. "'I wonder if it's anything in his uncle's waistcoat.' No, whispered Myra to me in agony, certainly not. He shall see it if he wants to, said Simpson soothingly, and put his hand to his waistcoat pocket. I smiled triumphantly at Myra. He had five seconds to get the watch out, plenty of time. Bother, said Simpson, I left it upstairs. He Chooses a Name The afternoon, being wet, we gathered round the billiard-room fire and went into committee. The question before the house, said Archie, is what shall the baby be called and why? Dahlia and I have practically decided on his names, but it would amuse us to hear your inferior suggestions and point out how ridiculous they are. Godfather Simpson looked across in amazement at Godfather Thomas "'Really, you are taking a good deal upon yourself, Archie,' he said coldly. "'It is entirely a matter for my colleague and myself to decide whether the ground is fit for—to decide, I should say, what the child is to be called. Unless this is quite understood, we shall hand in our resignations.' "'We've been giving a lot of thought to it,' said Thomas, opening his eyes for a moment. "'And our time is valuable.' He arranged the cushions at his back and closed his eyes again. "'Well, as a matter of fact, the competition isn't quite closed,' said Archie. "'Entries can still be received.' "'We haven't really decided at all,' put Dahlia in gently. "'It is so difficult.' "'In that case,' said Samuel, "'Thomas and I will continue to act.' "'It is my pleasant duty to inform you that we had a long consultation yesterday "'and finally agreed to call him, er, Samuel Thomas.' "'Thomas Samuel,' said Thomas, sleepily. "'How did you think of those names?' I asked. "'It must have taken you a tremendous time.' "'With a name like Samuel Thomas Mannering,' went on Simpson. "'Thomas Samuel Mannering,' murmured Thomas." Your child might achieve almost anything. In private life, you would probably call him Sam. Tom, said a tired voice. Or, more familiarly, Sammy. Tommy, came in a whisper from the sofa. What do you think of it? asked Dahlia. I mustn't say, said Archie. They're my guests, but I'll tell you privately sometime. There was silence for a little and then a thought occurred to me. You know, Archie, I said, limited as their ideas are, you're rather in their power, because I was looking through the service in church on Sunday, and there comes a point when the clergyman says to the godfathers, name this child. Well, there you are, you know. They've got you. You may have fixed on Montmorency Plantagenet, But they've only to say Bert, and the thing is done. You all forget, said Myra, coming over to sit on the arm of my chair, that there's a godmother too. I shall forbid the Berts. Well, that makes it worse. You'll have Myra saying Montmorency Plantagenet, and Samuel saying Samuel Thomas, and Thomas saying Thomas Samuel. It will sound rather well, said Archie, singing it over to himself. Thomas, you take the tenor part, of course. Thomas, Samuel, Thomas, Samuel, Thomas, Samuel. We must have a rehearsal. For five minutes, Myra, Thomas, and Simpson chanted in harmony, being assisted after the first minute by Archie, who took the alto part of Solomon Joel. He explained that as this was what he and his wife really wanted the child christened, Montmorency Plantagenet being only an invention of the godmother's, it would probably be necessary for him to join in too. Stop! cried Dahlia, when she could bear it no longer. You'll wake baby. There was an immediate hush. Samuel, said Archie in a whisper. If you wake the baby, I'll kill you. The question of his name was still not quite settled, and once more we gave ourselves up to thought, seeing that he's the very newest little rabbit, said Myra, I do think he might be called after some very great cricketer. That was the idea in christening him Samuel said Archie, Kalkager ourkeek butjan mannering. I suggested. Something like that? Silly. I meant Charles, after Fry. Schofeld, after Haig, murmured Thomas. Warren, after Bardsley, would be more appropriate to a rabbit, said Simpson, beaming round at us. There was, however, no laughter. We had all just thought of it ourselves. The important thing in christening a future first-class cricketer, said Simpson, is to get the initials right. What could be better than W.G. as a nickname for Grace? But if W.G.'s initials had been ZZ, where would you have been? Here, said Archie. The shock of this reply so upset Simpson that his glasses fell off. He picked them out of the fender and resumed his theme. Now, if the baby were christened Samuel Thomas— his initials would be S.T., which are perfect, and the same as Coleridge's. Is that Coleridge the wicket-keeper or the fast-bowler? Simpson opened his mouth to explain, and then, just in time, decided not to. I forgot to say, said Archie, that, anyhow, he's going to be called Blair, after his mama. If his name's Blair Mannering, I said at once— He'll have to write a book. You can't waste a name like that. The Crimson Spot by Blair Mannering Mr. Blair Mannering, the well-known author of The Gash Our new serial, The Stain on the Bath Mat, has been specially written for us by Mr. and Mrs. Blair Mannering. It's simply asking for it. Don't talk about his wife yet, please, smiled Dahlia. Let me have him a little while. "'Well, he can be a writer and a cricketer. "'Why not? "'There are others. "'I need only mention my friend S. Simpson.' "'But the darling still wants another name,' said Myra. "'Let's call him John today, "'and William tomorrow, "'and Henry the next day, "'and so on until we find out what suits him best. "'Let's all go upstairs now and call him Samuel,' said Samuel. "'Thomas,' said Thomas.' We looked at Dahlia. She got up and moved to the door. In single file, we followed her on tiptoe to the nursery. The baby was fast asleep. "'Thomas,' we all said in a whisper. "'Thomas! Thomas!' There was no reply. "'Samuel!' Dead silence. "'I think,' said Dahlia, "'we'll call him Peter.' End of section one.